I didn't know anyone who traveled. Like no one in my neighborhood traveled. Like that just wasn't a thing that we, quotation marks, did. Um, but maybe if like, if I saw someone who did, you know, I wouldn't have been so hesitant or like I would have just thought like, hey, I can do that. That's something I can do. From somewhere around the world, welcome to the Black Women Travel Podcast. Hi, my name is Wanda Duncan, and I'm so glad you're joining me as we explore the paths of Black women who've made travel a large part of their lives. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Can you please tell us your name, your current location, uh, where you're from, and the name of your business? Sure. Um, my name is Kay Kingsman. I'm from originally Los Angeles, California, in the United States, but I currently live in Portland, Oregon, still in the U.S., though. And my business is The Awkward Traveler. It is a blog. <laughs> cool. So tell us, like, what, what's your story? What's the tea? Did you come from a tra- traveling family, um, which is something that was always bringing me heart? How did travel come to you? Okay. Travel, it didn't come easy. Or I guess it didn't come, what's the word? Like, there was a little bit of a struggle. So, travel, like, for leisure didn't come to me until later on, but I've always kind of been moving around since I'm, like, a military brat, so we've always, growing up, my family moved, like, every three years, so I was kind of used to, like, changing environments and meeting new people and, like, not having friends, but that was a separate issue. Um... And then it wasn't until high school, um, I was studying French and our school had like, oh, over spring break, you can like go to France or whatever. Um, And I had literally never left the country. I never thought I would leave the country. We didn't really have funds for like, I don't know, traveling, I guess. So I had a, I was like, I kind of just pushed it out of my mind. I was like, well, I'm not going to be going on that trip. So whatever. And then I casually brought it up one day when um, some, a family friend was over and she was like, oh, well, you're going to go. Right. And I'm like, um, well, what money girl? I'm like 15. And she was like, she gave me money for my passport. And she's like, if you don't invest in yourself right now, then when will you ever? And I was like, that's deep to tell a 15-year-old with acne. Like, that's too real. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah, so I got a passport, and then I was like, well, dang, how am I going to get the other 2,000? So, thankfully, we live in the great age of the internet. So, I just applied to a bunch of, like, little scholarship grants or whatever, um, so it was like $200 here and there, write a 500 word essay on, I don't know why you love school, which I didn't. <laughs> turns out I can lie pretty well for money. So 
what gave you the idea to look for grants or that like that even existed um well i know people got scholarships for like college and i was like well there has to be something for high school students and thankfully there were a couple things um like here and there that would i think it was supposed to help for college but they just give you a check and i'm like this is going straight to my bank account so so then you took that trip <laughs> i did and um yeah we went to france on a well i don't want to call it overpriced like i don't think any trip to paris for a week needs to cost like eighteen hundred dollars but if you're a minor i get it you gotta pay for like chaperoning and stuff so i went to france had a interesting time learned a lot and then i completely forgot about travel for the next like five years of my life so you were 20 you'd had one international trip so mm -hmm. so your military family they had only um they'd only been in the continental u.s <laughs> or the territories of Venezuela. right right mm -hmm. um and sorry um so in college um I kind of, that experience in high school kind of made me think, oh, I'd want to do this again, this whole travel thing, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so I decided to study abroad, which was insane. Um, but thankfully, I guess, thinking about looking for scholarships and grants, I was kind of already in that mindset from high school. Also, like, how else was I going to pay for school? So... You know, I did the same thing for studying abroad. I, um, I applied for scholarships and grants, and also I chose like the cheapest program. I chose the cheapest housing option. I was just gonna get there one way or another, and then I did. Was it a struggle for you to like come up with the funds, or did you find yourself to be just as resourceful? Um. The, the financial part turned out not to be too much of a problem. Mm -hmm. So I, I was coming from California and I went to Oregon State. So I was an out-of-state student. Mm -hmm. So my tuition for the year was 33000 ish give or take. And then um, for in-state, I think it was around 9000 So to study abroad, it brought... It was a lot for in-state students because to, for them to study abroad, that would change their tuition to like 34000 But for me, that's just like an extra 1000 So I was like, oh, snap, it's the same price. <laughs> <laughs> One good thing came out of this. So studying abroad wasn't that much um, of a difference financially. And I had a lot of scholarships that covered like 99% of my tuition. So it was just, instead of paying my home university, it would pay like my study abroad. So tell me what that study abroad trip did for you. You could even talk about um, when you were 15 in high school and when you went to France, what did being somewhere else, how did that feel to you? Like what, what touched you? Mm. So I like the phrasing you use, like being somewhere else that kind of 
was my reasoning for doing everything back there, um, back then. Um, I feel like all of us are like a little lost, you know, like we're all trying to like find ourselves. And for me, finding myself meant being somewhere else. Um, I don't really know when or where that feeling like came or like manifested itself in me like wanting to like, I don't know, get away or travel. As I know now it's travel, but I've always wanted to like get away somewhere, like be somewhere else. So that's why I studied. Um, I went to an out-of-state school. I wanted to be completely in a new environment. And then I wanted to study abroad to experience, I guess, the same thing. So being in France, it kind of, I don't know, it like resets me a little bit whenever I'm feeling like stuck. I'm like, well, I need to be somewhere else. And then it kind of just resets and I can, I guess, set up my life again, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. Um, and one thing about me, I like, I hate talking to strangers, which is, it's kind of weird since I'm like online all day, but like in person, like, I don't know, I guess I'm nervous. I get the sweats. Like, I start second guessing myself. And, you know, like when you say something stupid and usually you can be like, oh, I'll just think about it later at 3 a.m. Uh, I just think about it in the now and I like, cannot continue the conversation. So that was my life 24-7 when I studied abroad. So, like, it was very uncomfortable, but I feel like it helped me grow out of it. So whereas now I can, you know, talk to you without like having a mental breakdown every five seconds. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Not hilarious that you have to go through that process, but I look at your feet and you're so different. Um, what I got from you was you are really funny. Like you share a lot of funny <laughs> stuff. Okay, so these are just a couple of the things that I picked out. So uh, one of your tweets was, my biggest character flaw um, is that you dunk everything in balsamic vinegar before I eat it. It's just like, I just don't see other travelers saying stuff like that. Like they're not, they don't, if they are like that, they don't allow themselves to be seen like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then another one, and I feel like there should be an intervention, and that's also why I wanted to have you on the show, was that you said that complete is better than grits. And so, Kay, oh. darling, <laughs> we need to I'm about to, to get into a fight. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know. There's no fighting, okay? There's no fighting because what you resist persists. I just want us to have a heart-to-heart about your life choices. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just joking, but um, yeah, so it's really interesting that you identify that in a way that feels like, from what you say, like, awkward, <laughs> which is the name of your brand, oh the Awkward Traveler, um, like you, like you, uh, social anxiety, I suppose you could say if you're many things. Yes. Because like you don't you don't come across like that at all. But I suppose like that's the benefit of being online is you can craft and create anybody. Like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I can like 
go through my words like 17 times before I post them. Do you? Sometimes, well, tweets, I'm a little, I'm a little bad on tweets. Like thinking back now, all the grits people are going to be coming for me. (laughs) But I have to speak my truth. Speak your truth, sister, if I may call you sister. Um, (laughs) yeah I just I I think that's really interesting and also like uh don't talk about yourself (laughs) like you don't can you say nothing about yourself like really no you don't you talk about traveling um you lift other people up you're constantly retweeting or reposting you big up other people left and right you say nothing about yourself Mm. You don't talk about what you learn. You don't try to share your lessons. You keep yourself under wraps. You just, you keep it strictly travel and like a few jokes here and there. But that doesn't, that doesn't say anything about like you and your specific journey. I found that interesting as well because travel, travel, these travel ladies, like, I mean, but don't get it twisted because Miss K has her legs out. Okay. (laughs) Legs up to her eyeballs. Um, like your Instagram is gorgeous. Um, like really, really interesting, really great photography. Um, yes. So it's just like your whole combination of how you present yourself is interesting. It's so, it's so endearing, really. (laughs) I love it so much. Like, I was like, I've got to talk to this lady when I hit you up on Twitter. (laughs) Um, I was just going to say, it's interesting that you brought that up. Um, I think that is part of, like, me personally, it's so much easier and, like, familiar for me to not talk about myself, just because, like, that requires so many more, like, oh my god, what am I going to say? Like, am I presenting myself in the right way? Did I phrase that the right way? when I say this, are people going to think I mean this about myself? So I think just because it takes so much more of my like mental coordination, I usually just like, Don't. I'm not going to talk about, about yeah. myself for like three months. I'll introduce myself again in like three months. Hopefully no one's forgotten me. Oh my I'll goodness. Yeah. So I'm not going to speculate, but I'm going to speculate. Um, <laughs> do you think that this comes from you being in the military? Um, not you being in the military, but you right. so you not having those roots? Oh, well, maybe. I mean, have you, so a lot of times when people travel, especially if you in the past, like had a bit of a difficult time, like making yourself talk to people and such in person. Mm-hmm. Like you have more time to yourself. You have more space for yourself. So have you ever like reflected on the way you experience life? Because a, a lot of people travel for that reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I would say I do. I feel like everyone does to some extent. Just like when you're in a new place, it kind of just makes you um look at your life a little bit differently or even if you're looking at it the same way that you're not 
um, you're kind of always like either comparing your life to when it was before you were in that moment or you're thinking about how it's changed or how you've changed. So, I mean, I definitely do that um, whenever I travel, but uh, where was I going with this thought? It had an ending. This thought had an ending. Um, I was asking about if you took the time to like reflect on the way you experience your life when you travel. Oh, okay. That's right. Um, I do, but now that you say it out loud, maybe not as much as I think I do. Um, (laughs) Which is fine. (laughs) Listen, there's no, I don't want you to, I'm, these are just the things I'm interested in. And so these are the things I like to talk about, but I don't want you to feel like you have to answer these or that there needs to be a right answer for them or like whatever the case. I Mm. wanted to make space for you to share what you felt comfortable sharing. So if anything is like not in your wheelhouse and it's just not, it's not my business, frankly. So (laughs) exactly. No, I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I was trying to tell you that, but you wasn't listening. No, but yeah. Um, that's just a thought that I had was that maybe the moving around kept you from having roots and understanding how to have roots. And, um, I, I also think that a lot of black women historically have had challenges taking up space. Mm-hmm. I do it as well. I promote other people's business businesses more than I promote my own sometimes. Like, I think it's just something we've been cultured yeah. into. Mm-hmm. So taking up space can be challenging for some. And then if you do, you're seen in a certain kind of way. Sometimes, you know, the sassy black friend or the angry black oh, woman. Oh, God, yeah. Right. So it can be difficult to navigate uh, what feels comfortable for you in doing that. But I love mm-hmm. that you you are taking up space. Like you are active in the ways that you choose to be active. And that's really dope because I think you're a really good representative for any other girl that's just like you that, you know, if she doesn't have money and somebody helping her out and you mm-hmm. helping yourself out and figuring a way to, to make that happen for yourself. So that's, that's really dope. Um, so, yes, I wanted to also ask you about your passion for reading. Oh, my God, I love reading. <laughs> what does reading do for you? Um, oh, my God, reading is literally everything. It's, it's like travel without the price tag. It is travel without the the diarrhea from street food it's travel without having bed bugs and you're like hostile it it's literally it's like pocket travel i love it it you go somewhere else without you know all the stuff that you need to actually go somewhere else um i'm gonna tell a little story because it's story time (laughs) um so when i was younger uh, I was actually diagnosed with thyroid cancer 
and I survived. I'm good. You know? Oh, you're I here. Made Great. <laughs> I made it. Yeah, this was like when I was, dang, how old was I? Whatever age third grade is. I don't even know. Hmm. So um, actually, until that point, I hated reading. Like I was bored. I was like, what are these words? Get them out of my face. Where's cat dog? Um, <laughs> but like after a while, hospital TV, it is almost as bad as like elevator music. It just, it blends in. And then, um, who was it? I don't know, but someone left a book by my little my little bedside table. I don't even remember what book it is now that I think about it. But I was like, well, what else am I doing? Might as well read something. And it was like the best thing ever. I like completely forgot about everything else. Suddenly I was like following on this journey. I was like in another world. I was like six feet tall. I was a warrior. It was awesome. So ever since then, I kind of just used books just to like transport myself into like a different place, I guess. Um, so reading is a very special part like of my life. And I don't know, it's like, it always comes in clutch. Like a book is always there for you. And I like that. It certainly is. Um, I also have had a lust for reading since I was young. Um, college mm-hmm. definitely dampened that <laughs> unnecessary ass reading. And I, I, I've been struggling with it again a little bit, I think, because I was reading too many like prescriptive how to books. Mm-hmm. So I had to make an effort to get back into fiction and get back in touch with you know, just imagination and such, and, mm-hmm. and the beauty and the, the writing process and not necessarily like trying to figure my entire life out in one or two books. <laughs> <laughs> That's really beautiful, though. I love the way you describe that experience. Um, so you on the blog keep a reading list. You have like stacks of books. So like you do a summer reading list. You did one uh, last year and this year. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you choose the books? And what are some of your favorite books of all time? Oh, God. Well, the easy question, how do I choose my books? Um, it's different. Usually, um, like I walk through like a bookstore and I'm like, Ooh, that one has a pretty cover or like, Ooh, black author automatic buy. Um, recently I've kind of been theming my reads, if that makes sense. Like, um, with my travels, I've been trying to read books from like authors from that country. So like, I, I think I recently, what was the most recent country I did? It was like uh, South Korea, I think. So I just picked a bunch of books in English by South Korean authors. Um, And then it's cool because you kind of get a feel like for how their like literature culture works. Like you can tell like, oh, like the Korean authors, it's more like whimsical, for example, than authors from the UAE or something. so I've been reading in like batches like that. 
And currently I'm actually reading a huge like stack of books from Native American authors. So it's been really great to just be shown into a different culture's like world, I guess. And, you know, even though I'm reading as like a guest of that culture, um, I kind of get a better understanding and like a better view of their perspective. So I think it just is just helping me grow as a person as well as as a reader and seeing things from different people's perspective. And not only are you an avid reader, you are also an author. I am. So I see your book, T.W. Flatline, mm-hmm. about uh, a high school senior who has his, who has his adventure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sums it up perfectly. Mm-hmm. Him and Hannah working it out. Um. <laughs> How, what getting was your, into getting mm-hmm. into troubles. Um, what was your process like writing the book? Uh, how did you figure out, because it, it is your first book, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. You, it's coming up on the two-year anniversary for it. You published it December 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, what was your process like? How did you figure out what you wanted to write about? Um, how you figured out how to piece it all together chronologically or you know doing uh figuring out your characters storylines and so forth what mm-hmm. what, was, what was that like so um the character for this novel um I've had him in my head I guess all of the characters in that world in my head for a couple years and I've kind of written like short stories involving them and like little miniature things here and there um, but for this novel, putting it together, okay, story time again. So after I graduated, um, undergrad, you know, I was like, oh, I'm gonna get a job. I'm gonna get this bag. I'm gonna like have a career and retire by 45. I was like, mm-hmm. Um, but as it turns out, that is very hard to do. And... <laughs> And, like, I just could not get a job. It was, like, I don't know. It's, like, the most soul-crushing thing um, to just, like, you know, be rejected so much back-to-back. So, I would say I ended up, like, homeless, for lack of better words. I did have my car, but I didn't have, you know, a home. So... I was living out of my car for like a couple months. And in that time, I was like, well, what am I going to do? Hang out in my car or like hang out at a library? And I was like, library, duh, free shower. Well, free bathroom. Um, So while I was at the library, I kind of just started writing and like using all of my thoughts and feelings as like a creative outlet. And I was just hacking away at my laptop that didn't work at the time. So it like broke halfway through, it was a whole mess. But I started, I guess going somewhere new, but in my own story. So when I write, I always write chronologically. 
um, just because I don't have the bandwidth to like mix things together. <laughs> <laughs> like flashback in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think in general, I do have like a like a general timeline of how I want the story to go. But this one, I actually just wrote it straight there. Like, I didn't really know the ending while I was writing it. Or, like, how I was going to get there. So, that was an interesting, I don't know, process that I wasn't normally familiar with. Since I usually, like, okay, so this chapter, they're going to do this. This chapter, this is going to happen. It's going to end this way. And this is how they're going to get there. But for this one, I was kind of just going with the flow. And... I ended it where I felt it ended, if that makes sense. It absolutely does. Are you happy with it? <laughs> or do you want a new baby? Take this one back. I mean, maybe it's just like myself. Um, I'm like, oh, it's so hard for me to promote like anything that I've done because I'm like, oh my God, this is so cringy. Like, uh, but I'm, I would say I'm happy with it. Like it, it will always be my first. So it has like a special place in my heart, but, um, I'm definitely itching to get another, another book out. <laughs> As are we, please hurry <laughs> up, get to work immediately. <laughs> Wow, that's really gorgeous. I love that. Did you have to like study how to write? Because a lot of people like don't even know where to begin. It's different, I think, being a reader and being a writer. Because if you are reading from a writer's standpoint, you have to take yourself out of the story a bit in order to like have the overview mm -hmm. of how the story, the novel's been, um, the architecture of the novel, right? Mm -hmm. so, yeah, so... Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, um, yeah, being a writer definitely changes how you read. Like, if I don't like how a book reads, just like, not even like the story. I'm just like, ooh, they use too many commas. Uh, I like can't read it. <laughs> or I'm like, mm, I don't like that they end in after every question mark. Mm -mm, not good. Um, but it does make me appreciate like well-written books so much more because so I'm like oh that sentence is so beautiful and I'll just like pause for like five minutes and like I need to walk around the block real quick that was too good <laughs> that's really dope <laughs> but, but you but you like would you say it was more natural then it doesn't sound like you did a whole lot of studying for you to figure out how to write yourself mm-hmm um, so I guess I never had like formal studying, like I didn't really take classes or anything, but I started writing in, oh, like the end of middle school, uh, into high school. So what is that like 13, 14, something like that. Um, super cringe, but there was this website, um, and I would actually like, it's like you get together with people online and you like write stories. Yeah. So that was like literally my life, like every day after high school. It's like, oh, do you want to go out to Johnny's house? He's having a party. I'm like, no, sorry, my mom wants me home. 
but actually I just wanted to write online with my online friends. <laughs> wow, that's really dope. So you had like a community of writers before yeah. it was like a thing? <laughs> yeah, like a bunch of like 13 year olds like writing like, oh my God, I love him so much, he said. <laughs> until it that became really popular what was that um twilight oh my god did you like that series um it's okay i mean i didn't like it wasn't it wasn't good from like a quality standpoint but it was fun okay so i'll give like i will admit like my friend and I went to every like yes. midnight movies. We had like a little party. But that's not that's not really the the book though, because the book is not usually the same. Yeah, the book like I did read all of them, and I was young, um, but even then I didn't really like the writing. Mm-hmm. But it was it was a fun story. I think that's because there was a lot of hype around it, so it's like always something you could talk about with people. Yeah. Whereas, like, if I if I read it with no hype, I'd be like, mm, "Why is this a thing? Like, is this good? Is it people? Because yeah, well, it was just like she's like, I'm 11 and I'm in love with you and let's be together forever. Turn me, <laughs> you know, like, come yeah, on. I was like, how do you have those feelings? You are barely well. She can have the feelings. I'm not saying she, because like they all have feelings. Like you talk to children, they have feelings. Like, <laughs> oh, that's true. So it's not, it's not that so much. It's just like, it just seemed like such a helpless thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll have to think more about why it was so gag. <laughs> it was just like, she was just so, it was set in high school. She was literally in high school. And it's like, yeah. I have no other aspirations in my life other than to just be with you and be a vampire. Yeah. She gave it up quick. She was like, nope, this human life. Not for me. Get me pregnant. Let's do this. <laughs> Today. Over it. Which I, I don't know. That's all of our prerogative to be young and dumb. <laughs> like, I think we've all done it. <laughs> so, anyway. That was a tangent. Um, so that that's really, really dope. I love that you had people that you could hone your craft with. You got yeah. you got in there early. Um, did did you take yourself seriously then? No, no. Like back then I wouldn't have even called myself like a writer, even though I that's all I did for like eight hours a day. Really? I did it at school. I was like, oh my. No, I didn't even have. Oh, wow. No, okay, I didn't do it on my phone. That was like pre smartphone days, but that's all I did with my life. Wow. That's amazing. So then, when did you start your blog? Um, I started my blog two years ago. So I think right after. Um, well, okay, maybe three years ago because it was, I was like in the last stages of publishing my book and I was like, I need something to distract me from this book. And I was like, well, 
if, <laughs> how about more um, writing Yay. yeah it, was, it felt productive because i was still writing yeah. but it was like like a fun writing right so just a couple of years ago um mm -hmm. were there any blogs that inspired you um, was there anybody's style? Like, were you studying people's approach? Like, okay, how are they using Instagram? How are they using Facebook? How are they using Twitter? Or were you just like, this is me. This is all. <laughs> it probably would have been, mm, I don't want to say smart, but it would have made my life easier if I had maybe done that. But I didn't. <laughs> I was, I had also just started my like travel account on Instagram. And then um, I didn't even really read blogs, but then I just real noticed that when someone I followed like had a blog, then I looked at it and I was like, I'm going to do that. So I just like started a blog. Like I didn't even know what I was doing. Like back then my template, like the layout was terrible. Like I didn't have any pictures because I also wasn't a picture person. Like I hated taking pictures. So those blog posts were just like it was just like blocks of words and they were so hard to look at um but now since i've been blogging for a while there are definitely some bloggers that um yeah i would say i look up to them and i like how they post and like their approach to blogging that i really like um i'll just like give them a quick shout out uh nisha from Expect like, I'm like vaguely talking about them. Um, <laughs> Hilarious. No, say it, say it again while I'm not laughing. Yeah. Please. So, um, I really like Anisha from Expat Panda. She um, is a South African currently working in the UAE. So she, her on her blog, she talks about you know traveling when she has a South African passport and what that means and you know her relationships and like dating abroad and also being like a teacher abroad so her writing is very even though I haven't experienced any of that I like relate to it so deeply um and I actually started following her because someone like was like oh my god this blog post is so good and then I read it and I was like it was her one about um passport privilege and traveling with her South African passport. And even though as an American, I'm pretty privileged in my passport. I was like, oh my God, yeah, visas. I get you, girl, I get you. Even though I did not get her, but <laughs> she's just so relatable and so humble and very authentic. So I think those are all the things that I wanna be as a blogger. So I really look up to her and her writing. And how did you find her? Like, it was just poking around on the internet? Yeah, it was literally someone I followed had read that post and they, like, oh, gave yeah. her a shout out. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. And then I read it and I was like, who is this person? I need them. You, that is something that I'll say as well about your approach. I mean, you speak, uh, you practice what you preach, like they say. You say that you mm -hmm. want to make travel relatable, um, inclusive, and accessible. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. you focus a lot. Like you have your list of Black women bloggers. You also have uh, Latino and Asian. 
uh, women bloggers. Um, it seems like you do try to focus on uh, the underserved and underrepresented underrepresented communities. Um, mm -hmm. And something other, like, like what you were talking about uh, with your reading list, trying to include things from a local perspective. Mm -hmm. So you like really shine light on people. You really help to lend whatever corner of the universe, uh, corner of the universe, corner of the internet that will. <laughs> same. Um, and help others to be seen, which is really, really cool. Um, so yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry. But um, I was going to say, um, I really, what's the word? What's the word? <laughs> I say I'm a writer, but I'm always like, what's that word? Mm. Uh, yeah, that, I guess, um, being inclusive is very important to me as a blogger because, you know, I never thought about traveling when I was younger. Like, I didn't know anyone who traveled. Like, no one in my neighborhood traveled. Like, that just wasn't a thing that we, quotation marks, did. Um, but maybe if, like, if I saw someone who did, you know, I wouldn't have been so hesitant. Or, like, I would have just thought, like, hey, I can do that. That's something I can do. So I like showing, you know, other demographics traveling because there's someone out there that might think that's not something for me or like, I'm not, I can't do that because of X, Y, Z. Like people like me don't do that, but you know, they do. And the travel community, I guess, uh, mainstream travel community anyways, they don't always highlight that. So, you know, people who are in underrepresented communities or who represent those communities don't always get the spotlight. So they're harder to find. So I just want to do my part to be like, hey, you can travel too. Look at this awesome person who is like you that does it because that's something I needed. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say, is that it's like you're talking to your younger self, but your younger self, that's everybody, that's not you. <laughs> <laughs> like all the younger selves. <laughs> <laughs> you also have this reading list for Cuba. Um, okay. The funniest books you've ever read. I asked you, uh, and I forgot to follow up, but I asked you like, what what are if you can um choose like some of your all-time favorite books oh i was trying to avoid that question i thought you would forget Ooh, see what i'm saying <laughs> come on my podcast <laughs> acting out why um, why you don't want to answer the question Kay? Hmm, Kay? it's so hard because i don't know some books they're like people they come in your life like at the right time but yeah, and you like can't right forget places. them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, they really be there. Mm -hmm. um, well, let's see. My all-time favorite book would be T.W. Flatline. You can get it on Amazon. <laughs> okay. No, I'm yes, yes. Actually, I'm glad <laughs> um, that you did that, even if you were trying to joke. But books not by me. Um, 
let's see. Um, um, well, I just finished reading There, There by, oh, I forgot his name, something orange. His last name's Orange, I think. Um, but it's There, There. It has like an orange cover, two feathers. Beautifully written. Like such a good book. Tommy um, Orange. There, There. Tommy Orange. Yes. That was an excellent book. Um, what else was really good that I've read recently? Homego- Homegoing? Yes. Um, I'm terrible with authors, but that was also an excellent book. Gyasi? Gyasi? Yeah. Yes. Gyasi? Mm-hmm. That book made me want to go to Ghana. Like, oh, I need to go back. Well, I haven't been there, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go back for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> um... That's all I can think of right now. There's so many. Um, I haven't really read many mystery books or like um, uh, like true crime. Mm-hmm. So I'm like trying to get into them. Um, but I usually just read either like contemporary fiction, just kind of like slice of life stories kind of thing. Or what else do I read? And that's mostly what I read. Just kind of like basic fiction genre. Basic fiction, okay. Um, so going back to when you were 15 and you were like, I can't go to France. And that, and that lady was like, yes, you can. Here's a break <laughs> up. Like what, what were your parents' reaction? Were they like, girl who do you think you are or were they like you better figure out a way to pay for that because we're not paying for that like how did they respond (laughs) um they were supportive but they were like oh two thousand dollars like i tell us when you find some because we're looking too and it was it was like supportive but it was also very much like i had to do this because you know they had to pay bills and stuff. So I was, I guess it kind of just made, I've always been like an independent person just because if I wanted to do something, it's like, well, I got to sell some cookies. I got to do a bake sale. I have to, you know, apply for scholarships. Um, Which I guess sounds not like the romantic Hollywood childhood, but I think it, preps me to be independent as an adult. So I appreciate that. Um, and it's, they were always like supportive and like, do what, do what you want to do and do what you think you can do. Um, and you know, will be your moral support, but financial support, you better call Sally Mae. <laughs> you call Sally Mae and then Sally Mae start calling you baby. She don't start, she doesn't stop calling. <laughs> you said it's not a Hollywood childhood, but it's like, I don't know that. I don't know. Some ladies I talked to come from traveling families. Mm. Families is like, let's hit the road. Let's go. We going to make a way. Um, but yes, it, it sounds like you are independent because you had to be. 
because mm-hmm. you had to figure out a way because nobody was going to help you figure out a way. Right. And yeah, that is helpful because it helps you to be resourceful uh, like later on in life as mm-hmm. so many of us have to be. <laughs> have to be. But yeah, sometimes I guess there is the like, well, dang, like why couldn't something just happen for me? Well, you know, sometimes things do. Like that lady getting you your passport. I know that was so nice. (laughs) Yeah, that's the best gift ever. Um, so was so did you have any type of support then in terms of like you said moral support you got from your parents like mm-hmm. were your what what was your friend situation like so you had your writer friends but they were <laughs> online yeah yeah that, those are all my friends um i i still hadn't gotten used to talking to people in person at that point in my life so like, I was friendly, like, people were friendly towards me in high school. I wasn't bullied or anything. Or I didn't have any, like, negative um, experiences with people at school. But they were also not, like, my friends. They were just friendly acquaintances, I would say. So, you know, like, none of them knew what I did when I left school. And none of them necessarily cared that much. But... So they weren't like, you know, close friends that I could like talk to or like share my secrets with. And not that I had many secrets except for, you know, my writing circle that I was very cringy about. But <laughs> the, all my online friends were basically my friends. That was like my close knit group grit of a close knit group. So did they know, was it, was it strictly business with them though? Was it like, all right, let's get to this writing. Or like, did you get to know <laughs> something about them like personally? Um, yeah, we were like, we were personal too. Like we did, we turned out a lot of writing, but we also <laughs> like chatted like literally every day. Like we would Skype for hours a day. Wow. Which is, yeah. Um, so, you know, we got to know each other outside of writing, too. And I'm trying to think if any of them, like, traveled. Not really. I mean, I guess we were all, like, 14, 15. Um, we didn't really travel. But, they're, you know, they were all supportive as much as, like, an online friend can be supportive when you're 15. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Have you kept in touch with any of them? Yeah. Um, one of them just came to visit um, me in Portland over the weekend. So that was fun. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. I like that. Um, so I wanted to ask you about... Like, are there any specific challenges? So it seems like money is kind of like a theme. And like we all inherit, um, a lot of times we inherit our ideas about money from our parents that are scarce and mm-hmm. it's so hard to come by, so hard yeah. to get. Shouldn't really spend it on stupid stuff. Um, mm-hmm. 
but uh, were there challenges that you have faced um, in trying to keep your travels going and trying or uh, traveling as a black woman? Yeah, um, there's so many challenges um, that maybe are like acknowledged, but not necessarily like deep dive talked into. Um, and even like my experience as a traveling black woman would be different than another black woman that travels. So it's all very like personal, I would say, but also like shared experiences, like going to a country and having people like take pictures of you because you're like the first melanated person they've ever seen or like, you know, people like trying to like massage your scalp because they've never seen like curly hair before. Um, or even just like as a woman, like traveling and then having to be, um, cautious but I mean honestly you gotta be cautious of the woman walking to the grocery store so hello that's just a life challenge um but let's see what are um I would say a lot of my challenges just stem from my own like social anxiety and talking to people which is like so much like it's like multiplied when I'm traveling because you have to talk to people and when it's in a different language, it's like even more like nerve wracking for me. Um, and then like also when they're like, so where are you from? And you're like, oh, I'm from the United States. And they're like, no, you're not. Like, where are you from? And you're like, oh, dang. I wasn't prepared for a like 21 of me challenge right now. <laughs> so um, those are those are all things you have personally encountered. Mm-hmm. what's helped you to like get through them sometimes like people could be turned off about the idea of them of running mm-hmm. things like that let alone like oh this happened to me like how do I keep traveling because that was terrible yeah I think just if you if someone wants to travel uh, frequently which I don't know even like once a year um, I think just reading other people's experiences really helps because you're like, okay, I'm not alone. This isn't just some weird thing that happens to me or like something that happened to me that made me uncomfortable. There's other people too. And even if it's something like very like invasive that happened to you, um, just being able to like talk to someone about it and people being understanding like, oh, um, well, we're sorry that happened to you, but like, we're here for you. Just like having that community support really helps. So um, like I joined a black travel group on Facebook and they're, they're always the topic of TSA and they're like, TSA just keeps like, keeps searching my Afro. How do I stop it? And everyone, you know, kind of just laughs and like TSA will never stop <laughs> searching your Afro. Sorry, girl. It's just, I don't know, having the support really helps um, overcome those challenges and I guess um, not necessarily move on from them, but it helps when you know you're not the only one. 
Have you been able to find uh, kinship in the travel community? Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say, at least as a travel blogger, it's a little different than, say, just a traveler in, like, a travel community. Um, But as a travel blogger, I definitely have, you know, my ride or die. Like, these people will go to the end of the earth for me. Um, And, like, people that I've met while traveling are, like, um, I've met them through the travel community, and then we end up traveling together. Like, those are just, like, unbreakable bonds. Like, those are my peoples. And I feel like traveling wouldn't be nearly as fulfilling if I hadn't made those connections. That's really dope. I also wanted to ask, um, was there anything in particular that helped you to get through your social anxiety? Um, just a lot of patience and a lot of practice. Uh, I th- I still get like unexpectedly nervous about things, um, and it catches me off like catches me by surprise sometimes because I. I feel like I've grown so much and I have, but then it just, it's a reminder that I still have, you know, a little ways to go. Um, But it's literally just been putting myself out there, which is the worst feeling, but it's like the only way I can do it anyway. And then um, just like patience with myself. Like sometimes I just do not have this mental stamina to like, go outside and be like engaging with people and that's okay you know if I'm traveling and I feel that way I'm just like well today will be a rest day I'm just gonna stay in and watch some tv you know pick up some food that I don't have to like sit in a restaurant for and I'll just you know chill right read like give myself that space that I need in order to like continue progressing if that makes sense it absolutely does. I love that. Yes, giving yourself the space and continuing to try. But I'm glad that you've been able to see progress. I guess sometimes, you know, like, I don't know, when you when you published your book, like, did you take the time to celebrate? Um, <laughs> my celebrating was just sleeping. That's what I mean. We also <laughs> are not very good celebrators. Like you celebrate yeah. so many other people every single day, but the things that that you have been able to overcome, the things that you've been able to put out into the world. Mm-hmm. Like I just had a clue that you weren't celebrating, ma'am. <laughs> you knew. You knew. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's really dope. I love that. Something I like to ask my guests, um, would you mind sharing your self-care practices? Yeah. So, I mean, self-care is so individualized. Yes. Is that a word? But you know what I mean. Um, But it it does help to get, you know, ideas from other people. And um, I guess my self-care practices... um, I get into this mode, especially when I'm like being super 
productive or I'm like really close to finishing a project or like really um, involved in my writing, um, I kind of tend to forget that I have basic human needs, uh, you know, like eating, sleeping, <laughs> taking a shower, like it just goes out the window. It's, it's a mess. Like you don't want to see me after <laughs> I finish publishing my book. Um, so my self care practices are literally eating, like eating actual food, not just chips. Um, taking a shower it like sounds simple but like a shower goes a long way and sleeping I think that's my biggest like neglect that I have is like I don't sleep and it like you know that whole hustle culture where it's like grind 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 it's it's like so programmed into us that like sometimes when I don't sleep I it actually feels good in a way. Like I'm like, oh yeah, I'm so productive. I only slept two hours this week. But then I don't know. I just like inside I feel crummy. So like I have to force myself. Like no, put down the laptop, get into bed before like 4 a.m. and like actually sleep. And then you know once I do, I feel fantastic. Like oh my god, sleep is amazing. Why did I ever put this off? But <laughs> It's just like I gotta force myself to do these basic like needs. Um and then like once I do, I'm like, oh, I feel so much better. Why did I ever not do this? Um but that's, And then promptly forget the next day. <laughs> yeah, and then promptly like, oh, yeah, I can stay up until five AM finishing this article. Why not? Um Yeah, aside from basic human needs, um, I also, you know, like I also have to force myself to do things that I enjoy that are separate from like blogging and like my other daily activities, like play some video games, like go on a walk, go try out a new restaurant, like watch Nailed It, like just binge TV and just I don't know, flesh out all the stresses and like come back to it when I'm like level-headed and relaxed and stress-free, I guess. Absolutely. That's something else I like to ask folks. It's like, what are you interested in that has nothing to do with like making money? And Mm -hmm. those are all excellent, excellent. And I, I like that you said it's basic, but like that's no shade. Like, it's such a foundation mm-hmm. and it is quote unquote simple, but sometimes it can be very difficult to do those things when you have this internal and external pressure. So it mm-hmm. takes like a lot of self-awareness to pull yourself. It's like a, I compare a lot of things, but this is like a running river, right? Like life mm-hmm. and culture and, you know, our basic, uh, um requirements to live <laughs> like yeah <laughs> such a running river so it takes a lot for you to pull yourself out of that to be like is this me is this what i need right now mm-hmm. how can i refresh myself and such so forth so yes those are all excellent excellent thank you for sharing those is uh, do you find any of those 
particularly grounding or is there something else that you practice to keep yourself grounded? Um, I would say what grounds me the most or at least makes me feel the most balanced, I guess, is having, I guess, a combination of those, having like a routine, um, like, uh, I'm really bad at sleeping in, but whenever I don't sleep in, um, I feel like that helps. And then, you know, having balanced meals, not balanced, but just like actually having food, food and not junk food. Um, and then working out really helps ground me as well, especially because, (laughs) yeah. Um, when I travel, like my workout routine goes out the window. So when I have to like refocus myself, usually when I'm not traveling, I always try to reincorporate working out and having some sort of like physical activity in my life. And then that just kind of helps me get back into like a healthier lifestyle routine. Mm-hmm. I was just going to make a joke about like you actually having to do something with them legs. Cause you talk about your <laughs> knees. <laughs> it's just like, why I need a new pair of knees. Like <laughs> I do. Like I've got to put in with these knees like I'm ready for a replacement now is it because your legs are so long perhaps that is the reason maybe your maybe. knees are under <laughs> a lot of pressure because of the placement on them legs <laughs> do, people often, do people often talk about your legs because I just clearly can't get over it like how tall are you? Like I just <laughs> Yeah, like it's it's funny because you know, I never actually I never wore shorts before, um, like in public. Like what? before I was twenty. A like, waste. I know, thinking back, <laughs> I I didn't wear shorts. I didn't wear short sleeve shirts. I was like sweatsuit top to bottom, like turtleneck like too. Like, or Hmm? I said like velour or I wish no it was old navy wet pants five dollar sets yes um yeah I feel like um one day I was just like what'll happen what happens if I put shorts on and then bam that that happened she was born (laughs) put say it again the traveler you know and love today. <laughs> know and love is correct. So speaking <laughs> of love, is there a particular song lyric or poem that speaks to you these days? Oh, you know, my favorite genre of song is like those happy sounding songs with really sad lyrics. That's just like, mm. those get me. So like everything by Bob Marley. Cool. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh my God, that song. I don't know if you've heard it. I just heard it on the radio like yesterday and I've been playing it nonstop. It's called um, Dear Winter. Have you heard that song? Mm-mm. Oh, I love it by so A-J-R, much. Dear Winter. Yes. Wait, let me check. I don't know <laughs> I mean, there. I don't think there are a lot of songs by 
by uh, a lot of songs called Dear Winter, so. Yes, by AJR. It's so good. It's like, so like happy sounding, but it's actually really sad. Mm -hmm. I wish I could remember the lyrics so I could like, you know, (laughs) say something about it, but. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's fine. I'll just post the lyrics. The girls will look it up if they feeling froggy. They should. They should leap. Leap into the song. (laughs) When you are in a new place, Mm -hmm. um, when you're traveling, how do you like to explore it? Um, Oh, man. I'm one of those travelers that, like, I have to do everything. I'm, like, an all-inclusive traveler. Like, I want to go to the museums. I want to go to the beach. I want to, like, eat everywhere. Um... I do things that I don't even like doing. Like, first of all, I don't even really like museums, but I always go. I don't know why. Like, I just, I'm so curious. I'm like, maybe this will be different. It's usually not, but I go anyway. Um, I'm like, I pack everything in. Is that is that a form of, is that a traveler term? I, I'm a packer. <laughs> well. Like, I stuff my itinerary <laughs> to the brim. Yes. That's me. So you just want to do everything, even the stuff you don't even like to do, you want to do it. Yeah, like I keep snorkeling. I don't know why. I'm, I suck at swimming. Fish scare me, but I keep going in the water. I don't know. <laughs> One day I'll learn. Or not. That's fine. Probably not, knowing me. <laughs> I'm going to just keep doing it and then complaining. <laughs> <laughs> that's really dope. Do you have any favorite locations, by the way? Like, do you have places that are your first loves? Oh, I do. Um, I will always love Japan. Mm. Um, I love Japan so much. Um, Sorry, I was, like, burping. Um, (laughs) And I'm going to say Mexico, too, Mm. for, like, completely different reasons, but... I just keep going back. It's it's so like different, like um, like geographically. Is that the word? I don't know. But like, it's so, it's such a big country, and like there's so many different parts. Like the landscape is so vast and like diverse. I think that's why I like it because you can go to Cancun, and then later go to Cabo and get a totally different like vibe even though they're both like beach cities you know yeah so that's what i like about mexico and the food and the prices i just i like mexico and it's not halfway around the world it's not a 45 hour flight yeah like it's it's a location that always be it'll always be there for me when i need it need a quick weekend getaway boom mexico it's got me and so what type of traveler are you? So you you said you're from L.A., but you're based in Portland, Oregon right now. Mm-hmm. So you just take trips as often as you're able to. Correct. So I have a full-time non-remote job, but I do work a compressed schedule. So I work 13-hour days, but only half the week. So like Wednesday through Saturday. But that gives me like Sunday through Tuesday So I have three-day weekends, four-day weekends, like, every other week. So I do have a lot of, like, weekend capability to travel. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. So most of my most of my trips this year have just been over the weekend. Um, so I went to Mexico on a weekend. I went to Chicago. I went to Palm Springs. So lots of weekend trips are mostly my my go to. And is that what you want to continue to do for the foreseeable future? You don't see yourself like, or do you see yourself relocating even in the States or even abroad? Um, at least for the foreseeable future, I see myself in my current position and like, you know, same work-life balance. Are you saying that because your bosses are listening or like, <laughs> what's really good? Like, what do you... No, like I'm joking. You don't really have to answer that. <laughs> no, everybody finds what works for them. If that's what makes you feel whole and well and stable mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say um, feeling stable is very important to me. Maybe because I was, you know, homeless for a little bit, but um, I like I like having like a steady paycheck and like the reassurance that there's always like money coming in. Um, I know as like a freelancer or I guess someone who even owns their own business, you know, you kind of always have to be thinking about it, even like on vacation. Um, You just have to be very aware of your own, like how much work you're putting in in order to, you know, get something out. Whereas I prefer just like, Clock in, clock out. See you guys next week. Mm-hmm. Work. So, ma'am, I won't mm-hmm. take any more of your time today, Kay, but I want uh, the listeners to be able to support your work. So can you please share with them how they're able to do that? Yes. So um, I'm most active on my blog, theawkwardtraveler.com, as well as my Instagram, which is also The Awkward Traveler. Um, but I also have a Facebook page, um, but The Awkward Traveler was taken, which is rude. So I had to use Awk Travels, A-W-K, and then Travels. Um, I think those are all, all my platforms. Oh, and Twitter, if you want to see what a hot mess I am. Also Awk, Awk Travels, because there's someone out there Taking my name. <laughs> <laughs> I need to find them. Is that part of why you chose the British spelling of traveler with two L's? Yes. Someone oh. took this L. But people are like, oh no, that's correct. I'm like, is it? I don't, I don't know. I don't even, I didn't even know it was the British spelling. I was like, is it yeah. one L or two L's? I guess I got to do two. <laughs> <laughs> People are like, are you British? I'm like, I can't be. <laughs> For the right price. I mean, I know what yeah, it is. What you mean? It's <laughs> supposed to contain, so. <laughs> All right. So I will put those links up so the good people can click away and connect them. Much appreciated. Thank you. I appreciate you so very, very much. Thank you for um, taking a chance on a stranger. Oh, that's what I do best. <laughs> well, you have your. But thank up. you. Oh, thank well, you, you know. for inviting me out. This is actually my first podcast, so. For real? I'm 
yeah. Well, you should do this because, like, it's not video and it's not in person. So maybe this is another way for you to, you know, segue into challenging yourself. <laughs> I, I really like it. I'm over here sitting in my bonnet still. Yes. <laughs> I'm an eyeliner from yesterday also. <laughs> I like this. Why is it so hard to get off? I have the micellular water. Why doesn't it come <laughs> off? Okay. conversation for another time <laughs> but thank you and yes please do because you're a lovely guest you sh- people should hear more of you and your stuff oh, thank you so they can buy your stuff and and get you out there more but my pleasure and you take good good care of yourself and thanks again Kay you too you too Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.